Hello and happy Lent. This is New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 42. Just like a deer that craves streams of water, my whole being craves you, God. My whole being thirsts for God, for the living God. When will I come and see God's face? My tears have been my food both day and night, as people constantly question me, where's your God now? But I remember these things as I bear my soul, how I made my way to the mighty one's abode, to God's own house with joyous shouts and thanksgiving songs, a huge crowd celebrating the festival. Why, I ask myself, are you so depressed? Why are you so upset inside? Hope in God, because I will again give him thanks, my saving presence and my God. My whole being is depressed, that's why I remember you from the land of Jordan and Hermon to Mount Mazar. Deep called to deep at the noise of your waterfalls, all your massive waves surged over me. By day the Lord commands his faithful love, by night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I will say to God, my solid rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I have to walk around sad, oppressed by enemies, with my bones crushed, my foes make fun of me, constantly questioning me, where's your God now? Why, I ask myself, are you so depressed? Why are you so upset inside? Hope in God, because I will again give him thanks, my saving presence and my God. Today, our Old Testament reading comes out of Genesis chapter 47, verses 1 through 7, and then verses 28 through 34. Israel packed up everything he owned and traveled to Beersheba. There he offered sacrifices to his father Isaac's God. God said to Israel in a vision at night, Jacob, Jacob, and he said, I'm here. He said, I am El, your father's God. Don't be afraid to go down to Egypt because I will make a great nation of you there. I will go down to Egypt with you, and I promise to bring you out again. Joseph will close your eyes when you die. Then Jacob left Beersheba. Israel's sons put their father Jacob, their children, and their wives on the wagons Pharaoh had sent to carry him. They took their livestock and their possessions that they had acquired in the land of Canaan and arrived in Egypt, Jacob and all of his children with him. His sons and grandsons, his daughters and his granddaughters, all of his descendants he brought with him to Egypt. Israel had sent Judah ahead to Joseph so that Joseph could explain the way to Goshen. Then they arrived in the land of Goshen. Joseph hitched up his chariot and went to meet his father Israel in Goshen. When he arrived, he threw his arms around his neck and wept, embracing him for a long time. Israel said to Joseph, I can die now after seeing your face. You are really still alive. Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's household, Let me go up and inform Pharaoh and tell him, My brothers and my father's household, who were in the land of Canaan, have arrived. The men are shepherd because they own livestock. They've brought with them their flocks and herds and everything they own. When Pharaoh summons you and says, What do you do? Say, Your servant have servants have owned livestock since we were young, both we and our ancestors, so that you will be able to settle in the land of Goshen, since Egyptians think all shepherds are beneath their dignity. Today's epistle reading comes out of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 1 through 15. Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? 
Haven't I seen Jesus our Lord? Aren't you my work in our Lord? If I'm not an apostle to others, at least I am to you. You are the seal that shows I'm an apostle. This is my defense against those who criticize me. Don't we have the right to eat and drink? Don't we have the right to travel with a wife who believes like the rest of the apostles, the Lord's brothers, and Cephas? Or is it only I and Barnabas who don't have the right to work for our living? Who joins the army and pays their own way? Who plants a vineyard and doesn't eat its fruit? Who shepherds a flock and doesn't drink its milk? I'm not saying these things just based on common sense, am I? Doesn't the law itself say these things? In Moses' law, it's written, You will not muzzle the ox when it is threshing. Is God worried about oxen, or did he say this entirely for our sake? It was written for our sake because the one who plows and the one who threshes should each do so with the hope of sharing the produce. If we sowed spiritual things in you, is it so much to ask to harvest some material things from you? If others have these rights over you, don't we deserve them all the more? However, we haven't made use of this right, but we put up with everything so we don't put any obstacle in the way of the gospel of Christ. Don't you know that those who serve in the temple get to eat food from the temple, and those who serve at the altar share part of what is sacrificed on the altar? In the same way, the Lord commanded that those who preach the gospel should get their living from the gospel. But I haven't taken advantage of this, and I'm not writing this so that it will be done for me. It's better for me to die than to lose my right to brag about this. Today's gospel reading comes out of Mark chapter 6, verses 30 through 46. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him everything they had done and taught. Many people were coming and going, so there was no time to eat. He said to the apostles, Come by yourselves to a secluded place and rest for a while. They departed in a boat by themselves for a a deserted place. Many people saw them leaving and recognized them, so they ran ahead from all the cities and arrived before them. When Jesus arrived and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Then he began to teach them many things. Late in the day, his disciples came to him and said, This is an isolated place, and it's already late in the day. Send them away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy something to eat for themselves. He replied, You give them something to eat. But they said to him, Should we go off and buy bread worth almost eight months' pay and give it to them to eat? He said to them, How much bread do you have? Take a look. After checking, they said, Five loaves of bread and two fish. He directed the disciples to seat all the people in groups as though they were having a banquet on the green grass. They sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. He took the five loaves and the two fish, looked up to heaven, blessed them, broke the loaves into pieces, and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. Everyone ate until they were full. They filled twelve baskets with the leftover pieces of bread and fish, about five thousand had eaten. Right then, Jesus made his disciples get into a boat and go ahead to the other side of the lake, toward Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. After saying goodbye to them, Jesus went up unto a mountain to pray.
Cast my mind to Calvary Where Jesus bled and died for me And I see his wounds, his hands, his feet My Savior on that cursed tree Praise the name of the Lord our God. Oh, praise his name forevermore. For endless days we will sing your praise. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord our God. His body bound and drenched in tears. They lay him down in Joseph's tomb, and the entrance sealed by heavy stone. Messiah still and all alone. Jesus bled and died for me, and I see his wounds, his hands, his feet, my Savior on the cursed tree. Cast our minds to Calvary, where Jesus bled and died for us. And I see his wounds, and we see his hands and feet, our Savior on that cursed tree. Sing your 
The Apostles' Creed is a statement of Christian faith that has been handed down in Western Christianity for well over 1,500 years. While shorter than the Nicene Creed, it beautifully summarizes the core tenets of Christianity about the triune God and the people of God called the Church. It faithfully hands down through the ages the beliefs given to the Church by the first Apostles of Jesus Christ, generation to generation. Now, let's recite that faith handed down so beautifully together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit 
wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. Lord, during this season of Lent, give us the will to take up our cross and follow after your Son, Jesus Christ, in living a cruciform life. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these words out of Psalm 85. Let me hear what the Lord God says, because he speaks peace to his people and to his faithful ones. Don't let them return to foolish ways. God's salvation is very close to those who honor him so that his glory can live in our land. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's hymn was Oh Praise the Name, performed by Riley Fast and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Caleb Daniels. And today's gospel reading was by Caleb Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels. <laughs>